Have you ever been in a conversation where you listen to what they're saying, but their body language seems to be throwing off a completely different message to you? Or maybe you've had a boss that didn't always say anything, but they had that look of disappointment. These are examples of micro-messaging, the subtle and nonverbal cues that we use to communicate with one another. These are things that we see, we experience, and actually have an impact on how we experience the messages being delivered to us. As an example, if while we're having a conversation, I start looking down at my phone and not paying attention to what you, what you're actually saying, and I'm like, oh yeah, that, yeah, that uh, that's cool. Okay, okay, okay. You'll get a completely different message than if I'm actually engaged in listening to you and actually speaking with you and asking you questions. Oh yeah, so how did that go? What did, what happened in that situation? You'll get a completely different underlying message from me depending on how I interact with you. This week in the Practicing Leader podcast, we're going to go ahead and talk about exactly that, micro-messaging. I'm your host, Purul Bargava, and let's discuss. Micro-messaging, whether or not it's intended or not, is a powerful tool in communication, both in the workplace as well as personal life. These messages can be conveyed through tone of voice, body language, facial expressions, gestures, or even silence. They can have a significant impact on, com uh, on communication, often without even you knowing that it's having an impact. As an example, if my tone of voice doesn't carry much intonation, it could give one message. Versus if I'm carrying excitement or I'm carrying any sort of additional sentiment in the way I'm communicating messages, it'll deliver a completely different, me a different message to you, as well as the speed at which I'm speaking. Each of these things plays a part in how messages could be perceived by others. There's a book called Micromessaging, which was written by Stephen Young, which actually goes into in-depth a lot of the discussion that we're having here today. And if you'd like to hear more about it, by going to thepracticingleader.com slash micromessaging, and it'll take you to a link to the actual book on Amazon. When I first read this book, there were a couple things I learned about myself that I was doing that I hadn't realized I was doing. It wasn't that I was trying to not pay attention to my directs, it was behavior I was exhibiting unconsciously that I wasn't necessarily aware of. As an example, while I was having one-on-ones with my directs, I would be sitting facing my monitor and taking notes as to what they were talking about. But I had never communicated to them that that was what I was doing. So when I had a conversation with one of my directs and said, hey, um, by the way, while we are having our conversation, I'm typing myself notes, and that's what I'm typing on the computer. I'm actually not doing email. I'm actually taking notes of what we're talking about. And the feedback I got was like, oh, I thought what you thought, I thought the stuff I was telling you wasn't important to you. That's why you were doing email. And I'm like, absolutely not. And the key thing I can try to have come across is the subtlety and the minor piece of information I provided to my direct changed the way that she perceived what I was what I was doing and how much interest I had in the topic she was giving to me. So pay attention to the behavior that you're exhibiting because what you might think as being just normal or just okay as things that you're just doing, people may not understand. All of these micro-messages can be delivered either positively or negatively. We're going to look at a couple of these examples to kind of get an idea of how you could perceive these things or how you could observe these things. 
So let's talk about positive micromessaging. These are things that would help actually build trust or build or strengthen a relationship. They give you a sense of belonging and a sense of a positive or, or a productive environment or atmosphere. And here's some examples of that. The yeah, thing to consider here is you're going to see these or experience these and you won't quite know exactly why until you begin observing. Let me give an example of how it could appear as an introduction for my friend Joe. Hey, I want to introduce you to Joe. Joe has done some really, really great work. I've worked with him over several years. Anytime I ask him to do anything, he just comes through with flying colors, does a great job. And you know what? I never have to question a thing. It's wonderful to be able to work with him. Let me introduce you now. The sentiment I'm providing to you and conveying to you is one where, now, you can tell how I feel about Joe. Some other examples of micro-messages that you could observe could be like when you meet someone and you've got a warm smile. Or that you're maintaining eye contact through a conversation. Or you're giving other types of cues like you're nodding, you're smiling, you're making affirming sounds when you're listening to somebody to and make sure that they're aware that you are listening to them. I've got an open posture where my arms are uncrossed, where I'm open to listening to your ideas. These are all things that will give a positive feeling to somebody when they are listening to you either speak or when you're actually listening to them. These are ways for people to provide positive positivity to that individual. Micromessaging is a powerful tool in communication, hands down. It can make somebody be able to feel like they belong, and equally so, it can also make someone feel like they don't belong. Making sure that you're working on delivering positive micromessages as much as possible is critical to be able to have strong, firm relationships. So when you're thinking about practicing leadership, you want to consider how are you going to deliver positive micromessages to individuals so that way they want and are motivated to follow the guidance that you're providing. It only takes a split second for you to be able to exhibit leadership, and it only takes a moment for you to be able to show up in a way that you can provide positive micromessages for people so that way they know that you're one, engaged with them, listening to them, and also taking in what they're saying. If you want to learn more about how to be a practicing leader, you can check out the workshop and get more information about that by going to thepracticingleader.com slash workshop. Now, the other side, the negative side of micromessaging. Now, let me introduce you to my friend Carl. Um, this is Carl. Uh, he works in my sibling team um, and so-and-so team. Um, just want to introduce you to. Granted, those are a little bit of an extreme example, but if I introduce Joe with such positivity and then counter with, counter with it, introducing you to Carl, you can tell, based on how I did the introduction, that Joe is the person that I prefer, while Carl is not. Some other things that you could be doing that could be giving a negative micro-message would be like, if I'm talking to you and I'm looking at my phone and I'm looking at things, I'm saying, uh-huh, sure, uh-huh. Uh, if I am looking at my phone, am I paying attention to the things that you care about? And is that message giving you a positive feeling if I'm doing that while I'm speaking with you? An obvious micro, negative micro-message that I think many of us have probably experienced is, let's say we're speaking with someone, then all of a sudden you can see that they're playing with their phone, they're doing stuff, they're checking things, they're texting other people, they're going through and they're not paying attention, or they're not looking at you, or they're not paying attention to you. 
These are all things that would be perceived as negative micro-messages that make us not feel like we are being listened to and is never a good feeling. Some other examples of micro-messages that you could be giving but not necessarily realizing could be as rolling your eyes. We've all had those situations where we're having conversations and someone says something and you're like, what? Like, what was that? Having different facial uh, expressions that indicate shock, surprise, or looking of showing of disapproval or disbelief. If you frown or scowl, these are all things that actually will indicate a negative micro message to somebody where they will not feel like they're hurt. If all of a sudden I'm crossing my arms and I'm trying to, and I'm listening to what you're saying, am I really listening? And if you're going through and you're having a conversation with somebody and you're speaking to them in a condescending tone, you're being dismissive, or you're interrupting them, these are all micro-messages that you could be giving to somebody that will make them not feel like they are being engaged and feel like they don't belong. So now you know about micro-messaging. What do you do about it? How do you observe it? When you think about micro-messaging, what you really want to be thinking and considering is active listening. How do you have awareness of body language? How do you have an understanding of cultural differences and social norms? Things that would be second nature to you may not be necessarily second nature to others. So being aware of these things as you're having conversations and as you're interacting with others is going to be important. It's part of the reason why having video calling when you're working remotely is a critical component is because sometimes people will lose fidelity of what is being communicated when you say something on an email or versus if you say it as part of a instant message or if you say something in person on it from a vocal intonation or when you're talking to somebody live and having a, a video conference with somebody. The subtleties that are, that are being delivered and the subtle cues that are being delivered can help individuals interpret the message you're trying to deliver and also avoid messages that you're not trying. As you pay attention to micro-messaging, it'll help you be able to communicate more effectively over time. When you think about things you should be observing, you can consider the following. Focus on nonverbal cues. How, what is a person's facial expression? How are they, what kind of expressiveness are they having when you're speaking to them? Are they surprised? Or are they somewhat lackadaisical in terms of the way they're responding? Are they not really engaged? Watch the people's body language. Are people crossing their arms? Or are people not looking at you while you're trying to have a conversation? Pay attention to changes in other people's behavior. This is where your observational skills will be put to the test. If you're able to identify when somebody is becoming disengaged, you have an ability to draw them back into the conversation. Take into account cultural differences. Is a phrase you're using or idiom you're using something that only you may understand because maybe you were raised in the UK where when you say the boot, it means one thing, but in the US, it means something completely different. For those of us that don't know the difference, a boot in in the UK is a trunk in the US of a car. And if you have questions about whether or not something is actually landing with somebody or something is being understood, ask questions, engage with the audience, engage with who you're speaking with. This will help you build stronger relationships and help you make sure that you're not miscommunicating something you never intended. Micro-messaging is a powerful tool and has a tremendous amount of impact on how people perceive you and how you perceive others. 
when you're thinking about practicing leadership, make sure that you're being thoughtful and mindful of how you come across as much as how you're interpreting how others be mindful of how you are coming across as well as what is it that you're observing. Because what you're observing may not necessarily be on purpose. It may be something that somebody is doing where they don't realize they're doing it. So ask questions. Again, my name is Purul Bargava, and this has been the Practicing Leader Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and look forward to our conversation next week.